The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. We miss you all terribly. We miss your presence here. Um, it has been so uh, discombobulating in so many realms of our lives to have this new experience we're all sharing together, but to be without each other. And in particular, as we stand here in the Mile High Church Sanctuary and the seats are empty and we've got a, uh, the minimal number of people we can have here to to produce our service today, and we're keeping our distance from each other. It's hard not to run in and run into each other's arms and hug each other, and and we're we're staying safe because we love and care for each other, and we love and care for you. And I've sat here this morning before our, our service started broadcasting, just looking out at the seats, and I remember being impacted pretty tremendously by a, a picture that I saw online of a priest standing uh, on his pulpit and looking out at the seats, and he t- taped pictures of people in all of the seats. And it reminded me that as I stand here this morning in this empty sanctuary, and I look out at seats, while they are physically empty, I am reminded of certain people who always sit in that seat at the third service or certain people who always sit in that seat at the first service. And my mind is so aware of who those people are that my my mind can fill them and I can feel you and feel your presence here with us and know that as we stand here together in this empty sanctuary, we are together. We are together in heart. And whether you're watching for the first time and we have yet to meet you in person or you're in a a far off distance away from us, we're in each other's hearts. We always are, we always have been, and we always shall be. And I find myself continually kind of stopped in my tracks and filled with an energy of fullness and a mind of emptiness. It's a, it's a little bit challenging for me as a person who speaks and I've got all these notes and I've been working on them for weeks for this talk and we've been planning for this series for months to stand before you and go, wow, okay, here we are. Let's just be here together. In, in the context of what we'd planned, we do have a two-week series planned today and next Sunday Uh, that is a tradition of ours, a spring renewal series called Come Alive. That's been the plan all along. And, and it's still apropos, and yet the, the content of it has shifted and molded and changed, certainly by the activities that have been taking place recently. And so today I'm talking about from winter to spring, and I've kept the same topic, but have tooled it and retooled it a number of times. I want to talk about that interesting transition that occurs between the change of seasons and, and, and use it as a metaphor for us in this now moment, uh, granted in a whole different direction than I had originally thought, but still appropriate, I think, nonetheless. But I want to start with an image that just keeps coming to me over and over again. It's, it's something that I have spoken of many times. It's something that, that I've spoken of in classes and from this stage many times. And that is the image that Dr. Deepak Chopra has given us many times, and he's given us countless wise images of things to consider. But he's talked before about each one of us realizing that we each represent a cell in the body of God. And this aligns 
with what science tells us about the building blocks of the universe. And it aligns with what our founder, Ernest Holmes, tells us about the building blocks of God and the beingness of everything. And that we preach and teach and speak about each time we come together, the oneness that we've spoken of today and every, every time we've gathered together in any form, that we are connected. And that as each one of us represents a cell in the body of God, Dr. Chopra also asks us to consider, if you are a cell in the body of God, are you a cancer cell? Or are you a healthy cell that's vibrating and sending love and light out? So that's an important question for us to consider, especially in this conversation that we're having globally about this virus that is, 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 um, is catching on and to certain people's bodies and then having an effect. We are very conscious of that. And as we heard from Greg Braden last week, he talked to us about doing that in the physical realm that keeps our immune system strong, reminding to keep our sense of humor, reminding ourselves to take care of ourselves, to get plenty of sleep in the physical realm, that part of being a healthy cell in the body of God and in the body of humanity has to do with with that kind of love and care for ourselves. And so this time presents us with everything we've talked about thus far, but it also presents us with an opportunity to say, how can I best care for my body temple during this time? But it also invites us to ask, not only what kind of cell am I being, but what energy am I communicating to all of the cells? And to recognize what we've been speaking of this morning, which is the connectedness that we share with everyone at that place that is beyond the physical level. We can look out and we can say, I'm in my house, I'm all by myself, there are walls around me, and I'm not connected. But we all know and can sense the connection that we share with other beings that it transcends time and space. We've witnessed it, we've experienced it many times as we've thought about someone we love and they call all of a sudden, or, or we've thought about someone we, we love or, uh, and they have suddenly shown up at the door, or, or we can feel the connection with each other profoundly. And so the question then becomes, am I a cell that's communicating the, the deepest realm of my love and light? I saw a video this week about cells, and it had to do with the, the coronavirus, actually, but it, it talked about how cells communicate to each other in the physical body, and how when there's trouble in the cellular structure, there's a, a communication that goes on that invites the immune system to send cells forward that can help our body to ward off anything that is no longer serving us. And it's, a, it's not that the cells go, hey! You know, they don't have mouths to speak out and call out, but there's an energy, an energetic communication. There is a scientific word that they use. I know all of you scientific people know it, and I heard it, but I can't remember it right now. That's the part of my brain that is not totally jive right now. But I heard it, and I can sense it, and it's powerful and magnificent. And that communication, that invisible communication that is what connects us all. And that is the truth of who we are that we can, that we can anchor ourselves into right now, regardless of what's going on 
in the weather of life, in the seasons of life. Reverend Josh has mentioned a a quote a number of times recently that I just love and I find apropos to this two weeks that we're going to share together. It's a quote by Albert Camus who says, in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy. For it says, no matter how hard the world pushes against me, within me, there's something stronger, something better pushing right back. And that's the energy that we get to anchor ourselves into right now. And that has to do with this changing weather that's going on around us about about the, the world of effects. All the while, each one of us maintaining in our own bubble of beingness a calm, sunny, beautiful, light-filled, serene sense of connectedness. And I wish that for myself and for all beings, no matter what's going on out there. That's the metaphor for the seasons. When winter turns to spring, yes, in the world of form, we have to make new choices and do new things. But no matter what is happening with the change of seasons, there are ways that we can stay connected and centered and grounded that serve us no matter what season we're in. And we are in a very strange season as far as humanity is concerned, as far as our planetary experience is concerned. We are in, as Dr. Barry said, a season we've never experienced before. And, and yet, and yet, there's still this opportunity that we here in this spiritual community will call one another back to time and time again to stay in that sense of attunement regardless of the weather, regardless of the seasons. That's my invitation today, to to look around and recognize that when winter does change to spring, it can be off-putting. And and I know that uh, I've lived in a number of of states in my lifetime. I've I've lived here in Colorado most of the time, four seasons, really clearly. And then I moved to California, one season pretty much all the time, maybe a little rain here and there, but mostly sunny and nice outside. And then I was in Arizona where it was like, you know, the surface of the sun and then beautiful. And people would ask me, where do you prefer to live? And I realized that I don't have a preference about where I live that has anything to do with the seasons or the weather. I I would say a few times when I was in Arizona, well, I don't really miss the snow at all. But what I began to see with that question is that I prefer to live where I'm happy and feel connected and As far as I'm concerned, that could be any place on the earth. And in terms of the seasons of life, I prefer to live in a world where we can all be together and everyone is healthy and and, and people are, are provided for and can easily get food and services and do their job and make money and, and be in abundance. I, that's my preferred world. And I will stand with all of my beloved human brothers and sisters and beings all over this planet. I will stand in prayer and I will stand in love and light, no matter what the weather of their current life looks like, no matter what the season that they're in looks like, 
at any point. I will stand in that place and be a cell in the body of God that is a cell of love and a cell of encouragement and a cell of light. And I will be that for myself and my loved ones and I will transmit that to the best of my ability by noticing when I get off track, when I'm tempted to think, well, this season of life means that it's all over. This season of life means I'm done for. This season of life means that I can't thrive. And realize that if I'm believing that and feeling that, that while that moment of human discouragement may have its, its take on me and I can be with it, that I can also use the connections that I have with other beings, the connection that I have within myself to help myself be with that, acknowledge that, as Marianne said, not try to push that down or go to the happy, happy, happy place, but to, to let myself acknowledge that that awareness that I'm having of that sense of discouragement and that sense of of frustration is my opportunity to breathe through it and be in it and see it fully and do my best to transmute it and move through it, not move past it, but move through it to a place where I can then find that more centered version of myself. For me, the place where this teaching resonates the most is that I seek to live a life that is so secure in God that it's not that my life then has this perfect experience all the time and everything that happens to me is always good because I, I don't know that that is part of the human experience. But there's something more important than having everything always go perfectly that I seek. And that is the knowingness of the divine within me so profoundly that no matter who shows up, no matter what shows up, no matter how it looks, I stay connected to my deepest wisdom, to the deepest truth within me, and can walk through the challenges and the weather of life and every season of my life that shows up, I can walk through it knowing that I always have this changeless energy within me. Because the seasons will change, won't they? The seasons of our earth will change. The seasons of our life will change. The seasons of our collective experience, they're changing daily. And if we get caught up in the swirl of that changing element of life for too long, we might tend to lose our conscious awareness. We can't ever lose that connection, but we can lose that conscious awareness of the truth that's within us, true security, the truest security that is available to me is what I have within me. Now, in order to have that, as Dr. Barry was saying, I have to cultivate it. I have to cultivate it in every season. I have to cultivate it even when I don't feel like it. I have to cultivate it even when I'm tempted to tell myself that I'm bored. I have to cultivate it even when I don't want to. I have to cultivate that sense of connectedness. As in any relationship, the more that I am present with it, the more I am blessed by it. The more I am present with it, the more that I can feel it and sense it. The more I am present with it, the easier it is to get there when I need to feel that connectedness. That, to me, is the true security that we all seek. Because the, the world of effects is not guaranteed to any one of us. The world of form the world of, of 
this floating season of life not guaranteed, but the world within me, the changeless truth of the divine is guaranteed if I go there and find my way there. And in this place, I find my deepest wisdom that will guide me no matter what's going on into what serves me and what will allow me to serve others, what will truly allow me to continue to be that intact cell in the body of God in my greatest integrity. And so I invite us to remember as we look around at the swirling movement of events and the changing seasons of life to stand firm in the truth of who we are, to be the eye of the storm, and to recognize that because this world of form is in constant flux, that what we've heard for so many years is that this too shall pass. As I stand in the the conditions of life that I don't understand, that I don't like, that I'm in resistance to, that I wish were different, I can realize that a part of what can help me break apart from my attachment to that is to remember, this will pass. Now, interestingly enough, that phrase has often been attributed to the Judeo-Christian Bible. But in researching it, I've discovered, as many of you might discover if you look it up on the internet, that it isn't actually in the Judeo-Christian Bible anywhere. The, there are many phrases in the Bible that say to us, and it came to pass, or it shall come to pass, but there's no place where it says, this too shall pass. It's actually Abraham Lincoln who is attributed to have brought that forth in a speech and may have quoted the Bible, and then since that time, many people have repeated his, uh, his words. But it really is Rabbi, I think it's Lisa Rubin, uh, who he tells us that uh, the story really comes from King Solomon. King Solomon was trying to humble his wisest servant, the story goes. And so he sent his servant on a mission. He told his servant to go and find some piece of jewelry or some stone, some magic stone, that when a person were to hold it, it would make the happiest man sad and the saddest man happy. And so this wise servant went off looking and came back to King Solomon and said, I'm sorry, I... I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything. And so King Solomon went to a jeweler and asked the jeweler to make a special ring. And in that ring, he had carved in Hebrew what we know to be in English, this too shall pass, indicating that, that the happiest man would wear the ring and know that the happiness that you are experiencing right now, it shall pass. And the saddest man would, would be in the midst of it knowing this too shall pass. And so it helps us to remember and to stand fully as that cell in the body of God in the weather we're in, in the season that we're in. We know, especially those of us who live in places where there are four seasons, that the seasons shall change, that things shall change. And as we were talking about earlier that changeless energy that we are bringing forth can support us as the passing occurs, as things do change, and uh, they may not go back to normal. They may be different forever. 
but they will change and they will pass. And if we're in the midst of any challenging sense of weather in our life, we can take a deep breath and remind ourselves, my beloved Nana used to say to me, this shall pass. I was thinking about my grandparents recently and remembering how my mother and my grandmother used to talk about when my grandfather went away for uh, the for the war. He was gone for two years straight. They got letters from him, but he was gone from his family for two years off fighting. And so when I remember that story, I stand in the midst of of, okay, I may have to stay at home and not see you all for a number of weeks. And I feel the angst of that. And I think about my grandfather in the war away from his family for two whole years and think, okay, this too shall pass. I can get through this. I can do this. And I'll stay connected to the best of my ability, to people, and to myself, and to my life, and to the love and to the wholeness, and I'll stay connected to the beauty of nature and, and look out, and I will plant those seeds that Dr. Barry urged us to plant, and I will do that work because I know that this will pass, and when it does, my beloved friends, it could be a whole new season for humanity, and I'm going to be a stand for that with us, a stand for a whole new season, a new season of love, of connection, a new season of human interaction, a new season of respect, a new season of supporting each other and lifting each other up. That's what I will be standing for. And I encourage you to stand with me. Stand with us in this time, in this season. And let us be here now, understanding that the seasons shall change and the world goes on and we are right here in the eye of the storm. And I will do that by prayer. So I invite you to join me for prayer now as we go within and take some time together just to bask in this moment, breathing in this very life, this very light. No matter where we are, whether we're, we're at home and there are little little ones running around us making noise or the TV's on in the background or there's music playing or we're completely by ourselves in the silence. I invite us to become still, to never let the world of form keep us from claiming our stillness, to become someone who no matter what the weather is, no matter what the storm is, no matter what the season is, we can jump to center. We can breathe ourselves into the stillest part of us. We can be right here, right now, and feel that divine connection, that divine truth that is broadcasting itself throughout this universe, that is the energy of creation in motion that serves, supports, and sustains each one of us. And it is the light. We are the light because it is that which it is and it is constantly expressing itself through all of creation. We are the deep stillness, the deep wisdom, the deep love and light that God is. And so we breathe that in right here and right now. 
And what I accept and affirm as we do this is that uplifting energy that we allow ourselves to experience, to claim and to sustain is an energy that serves us profoundly as we move about the world we're in right now and make the best decisions we make for ourselves and our health and our well-being, for our families, for our financial life, for our spiritual life, for our physical body life. What I declare and affirm is that right here and right now, the, the broadcast and the channel that we are being that is open most to the divine is widened and the volume is turned up on it more than ever before. And we hear and we sense and we intuit and we walk forward with a deep knowingness that is beyond the knowing of the mind, beyond the knowing of the senses. It is a knowingness of light, of God, of source. It is the truth. It is our truest security. And it is bursting out in us, through us, and as us now. I know this is the truth of each one of us, and I'm so grateful. So grateful to witness this and to stand in the firm acceptance of this right now, to feel our connectedness. We send our love and our light now to every being everywhere, continuing to be a part of the upliftment of humanity, knowing that this communication is as in integrity as if I were to speak with my words to every human being on the planet. Indeed, it may be the greater form of connectedness. I give thanks. I give thanks for this joyous recognition of this truth, and I give thanks that we are each a part of the healing energy of each other's lives and of our planet right now. And as I breathe in this reality, I release this word into that law that makes it so. I let it go. I let it be. And say with me now, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.